Welcome to the Toss with Kamos, where we toss around ideas and discuss them through an educational lens. On today's episode, we're looking at project-based learning. We will walk through three different specific scenarios and discuss the advantages and questions surrounding those projects in terms of project-based learning. The first project I wanted to discuss is a project that was taken on by kindergarten to grade two students at one of the Seven Oaks schools last year. This specific group of students was engaging in a study of playgrounds in the area where they would visit each playground or park within walking distance to their school and then follow up the visit with a ranking system and uh, talk about the strengths and weaknesses of the park that they visited. Things they would look at were the cleanliness, the equipment, uh, whether or not it had garbage cans, and uh, how much nature, trees, bushes, so forth, were in the park. So during this project, a question was brought forward by some of the students, and uh, their question was why one of the splash pads at one of the parks had been closed and they could no longer access that during the summer. The teacher was a teacher who was listening, which is an important skill for a project-based learning teacher. And she saw that as an opportunity to dig a little deeper with the students and take some action into trying to get that splash pad reopened. So she guided her students through the process of creating a petition, getting it signed, and then public speaking and presenting their argument. The students were able to use their voices to learn about how the process would work and they successfully had the splash pad reopened. This project was important to the students because it was part of their own community and affected their time during their summer break away from school. So it was a real life authentic uh, situation with a real audience that uh, they could easily feel connected to. One of the reasons I chose to talk about this particular project is because it was not only the students that were learning and teaching, it was also the teacher who was demonstrating to colleagues how to listen and act on student voice and use that voice to make change and to demonstrate their power and agency within the community, even though they were only in kindergarten to grade two. The second project I wish to draw attention to is Identity Texts by Jim Cummins. And I've chosen this project because it's a little bit more teacher-driven initially, but I do believe it does fit into the PBL criteria. This project was started by researchers as a possible solution to the gap in children's literature containing diverse characters and languages. With the majority of children's books still having main characters present as white, the idea was to have students write literature that would reflect themselves. Not only did these students write about themselves, but they also were given the choice to write in whichever language they were most comfortable writing in. This resulted in student-written, dual and multilingual texts with diverse characters. Students were the focus of this project and they benefited from it because they saw authentic purpose in exploring their own identity, creating an original piece of written work, 
and working towards mastery of a written language. This also helped them to feel connected with one another in their school community as they listened and shared each other's stories. The final example I've chosen was one that I found on pblworks.org and it talks about a citywide project where grade 8 students who were living in a city with high cancer rates wanted to know more about the specific neighborhoods the cancer was coming from and why that cancer was so prevalent in their city. So the purpose in doing so was to give them informed solutions to present to the chemicals operating around the, sorry, the chemical plants operating around the city. While the article was short and didn't go into a lot of detail on how they worked through this project, it did talk about them collecting data from across the city and then presenting it to the chemical plants with possible solutions to limiting and diminishing chemical emissions that were being released in their neighborhoods. What the article did share is that these students were from a low socioeconomic background and they mainly relied on community programs such as food banks and breakfast programs to get through their days at school. So this I've chosen because it demonstrates that all students can be motivated by a problem to find solutions and to engage in PBL learning opportunities. It also shows that all students can feel a connection to their community, to their neighborhood, to the people around them, and want to have the voice and choice to make a difference. I've chosen all three of these examples because they demonstrate that project-based learning must have a connection both to self and to the community. This connection is what, what fosters intrinsic motivation, which leads to a final product demonstrating identity mastery and creativity. Although I have not addressed failure in any of these examples, I can assure you that there were steps along the way that required reflection and adjustment in order to keep their momentum going. Another aspect of PBL that comes through in these examples is that the role of the teacher is to have an active guidance role without owning all of the decision making. The teachers in each of these examples listened and ensured their actions were responsive to the needs and the wishes of their students.